Okay. Um, so, you know, the first question I like to ask our guests is to tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, first start out, I'm 29 years old. I live in a town in Oklahoma called Inola. Um, it's a little bitty. It's about 10 minutes from Tulsa, east of it. Um, I've been on, I was actually born in Hyannisport, Massachusetts, but I moved down here after our father was killed in 86. And then also, um, I also, at the, at, at the moment, I've been on... HRT for two and a half years. Uh, started whenever I was 26. Also, um, I am a an advocate against bullying and hate. Okay. Yeah, I see here that you are the owner and founder for Project Anti-Bullying and Hate. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. Well, whenever I was back, whenever I was in, um, at the very beginning of my transition started, my sister was telling me, you know, about what's been going on. I did a bullying paper on, um, for adolescents and the suicidal behaviors for, uh, from young to adolescents. And, and I, me and my sister were sitting there talking and said, you know, maybe I should come up with something for the transgender community. And then I was thinking, well, how about doing it for the LGBTQ and have straight alleys, you know, and straight can be in it as well, because I do have a lot of straight people in there, too. The only reason why I did it, I was thinking in my mind to do it for our community is because the fact that we all understand one another. We don't, I mean, if you go, if you send a transgender or a lesbian or gay to a regular bullying against bullying, some people might get uncomfortable because they don't know what to say. So us, yes, on our side, we understand everybody. And of course, I'm with open arms. I just... I love helping people. Okay. And what is Be The Voice? Because I see you're the co-owner there. Be The Voice was um, – that's another um, anti-bullying page. Um, I see. A couple people started seeing what I was doing. And they asked me to help them build their page. So I helped them. And now they've got a lot of people, you know, helping, helping, you know, help others who are victims of bullying as well. Okay. So now um, I know you're trying to get something set up in the um, – 
LGBT center um, not too far from your home. Yes. Um, actually, the Tulsa Dennis Neal Equality Center, we were actually uh, – I, I spoke to um, the coordinator up there, and I actually recently sent her a, a message on Facebook asking if they were still wanting me to do it and when can we do it. And she just said to me, send her like a date and time after the – you know, at the beginning of the first year. So that's what I'm going to plan on doing so then I can start it up. And I'm thinking about doing it on like Fridays. The reason why is because at the end of the week, you know, sometimes the kids want to relax or even people want to relax. You know, I'd rather have them tell us more so it we'll be able to figure it out for Friday. And then during the weekend, they'll be able to come up with stuff so that they can get the confidence that they need to avoid bullies and, you know, keep their heads up and all that other stuff. I mean, cause I, with me, I've, I've always been a motivator. You know, I, I tell people just keep on going, don't give up. And as a matter of fact, I wrote a post that caught someone's eye and this woman is an author of Frock Magazine, and she asked me to take that post and just add 500 words to it. And she took, uh, and she took that and made it into an article. It's in Frock Magazine's uh, January article, and it has two pictures of me in there. And I mean, I, I felt really good because when I looked at it it actually says how many people read that magazine and you know, a lot of people have, and a lot of people have seen that too. And a lot of people have told me what I'm doing is I've saved lives. And that, that actually feels really good. And I've actually helped them cope with all these things that are happening to them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What was that? What what all was that post about? Was it just touching on bullying or? It was. What happened was there was a an incident that caught my eye about someone get. See, I kept seeing articles after articles after articles talking about kids getting bullied so far that they would end up killing themselves. Well, I was finally done with it, and I, I started it out saying, um, attention to all bullies, and then I, I can't remember exactly what it said. I can probably pull it up under here. Got to love the um love the uh timeline delay, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Okay, so basically you were seeing a bunch of the articles um, about what was happening to transgender youth, very similar to what was going on with the young lady in Colorado with the Pacific Justice Institute, uh-huh. to where she was literally at the brink of suicide on suicide watch with both of her mothers because of what the PJI had done to her in regards to um, California AB 1266. Um, and just for our listeners that aren't familiar with that, um, the conservatives have dubbed it the bathroom bill. Uh, what it is is a bill. Um, it's the um, – uh, I'm trying to remember the proper name of it. Um, it's called um, – it's something similar to the Youth Success Bill, but it's AB 1266 from California where transgender students are able to use facilities and – play on sports teams according to their gender instead of according to their anatomical makeup. Um, what, what are your thoughts on all of that? My thoughts on all of this about the bathroom facilities and, and sports and stuff, I believe that they – should let anybody, I mean, should, as long as there's documentation stating that this person is who they are and they are going to live their life this way. And, and if they're on hormones and see if they start at a young age and they block the puberty, they're going to look either female or they're going to look male. And to me, I in a way, I wish I would have started when I was really young because I know that I probably would be more accepted, I guess, at this moment. But I am accepted, and I'm actually happy that people accept me. But there are, at times, people just look and stare, and it's like, seriously? But now back to this subject, I believe that yes, they should be able to do to use the women's bathroom, the male's facility. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. I mean, if they have to change, if they have to go and change into a, a uniform, then and it's making kids uncomfortable, then maybe get them like a little dressing room off to the side or a unisex bathroom. But just from these parents, all the parents and the people of the that one group, they just need to give it a rest. I mean, because there, if you if you notice, there are more and more transgender individuals coming out in this world. Eventually. Eventually, I imagine our group of people will be more accepted. Uh, we, we can only hope. Um, that's, that's part of the objective for LGBT Ohio is to get that acceptance, to educate it one person at a time. Um, now, I know AB 1266 is um, 
modeled after a policy that's been in effect for almost a decade in Los Angeles. And what these conservatives are coming up with is that they're afraid that Johnny's going to be a girl for fifth period and the rest of the time go to the men's room, you know, or what have you. And that that's completely against completely against what that law is putting forth. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who is interested in a brief generalized outline of what AB 1266 is saying, they can go to um, the website, you know, go to uh, darkhome.darkhome-ent.com, LGBT Ohio, and, you know, I, I've briefly outlined it there. Um, now, I, I don't know what are the, the laws like in Oklahoma. You know, I'm not 100% sure about the Oklahoma laws. I mean, I believe, I believe they allow, allow you. I mean, I, of course I use a female restroom, but if we're talking about the youth and schools, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I imagine they do because we have, um, we've had a couple people transition and of course they had to show documentation. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't think they're, really too worried about it that much. I think they're more focused on other things here at the moment. Okay. Um, I know here in Ohio, it's really iffy. Um, Yeah. But see, the thing is, I read something the other day, an article about a kid who was going to the female bathroom, transgender little girl, and the all the people that knew this girl, they all accepted her, and they even told the news. She goes in, does her stuff, gets out. She never looks underneath the doors. That's not how what she's doing, you know. And that's what people need to see. They they don't need to just start uh, pointing fingers and accusing us. Just going in there and like you just said, little Johnny's gonna stay, do a girl for only. 15 minutes and then jump out, you know, that's not what it's, what that's for. Okay. Now, what are your thoughts about the, or I I don't know if you've read the story or not, but what are your thoughts about the young lady in, I believe it was Wisconsin who was bullied to a point to where she killed herself. Um, Let me see if I can pull that up right quick. Had you heard about that at all, or I might have. Was she a transgendered woman? Yes, it was transgender teenager. Yeah, I believe I remember reading something about that. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the her peers were bullying her as well. I can remember right. It was like the teachers didn't care. They didn't want to, you know, help. And that shouldn't be, I mean, you know, these kids, they go to school and they're looking up to the people that are teaching them. 
you know. But then when the teachers turn around and bully the kids as well, what do you think is going to happen? You know, they don't know who to turn to anymore. And that's why another thing with my group, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to reach out to these people. I'm going to reach out to these people. If they are getting bullied, you know, come to my, come to my page. I'm going to build a website on there as well so that if anybody has problems, they can talk to someone and we'll be there for them. And if we have to, if we have to, we can look into where like their cities and town or any nearby towns or cities by them and help them push them in the right direction, who to go to and all this other stuff. Um, um, one of the groups I'd like to um, partner up with, maybe not partner, but have them support my page is uh, Glesson, G-L-S-E-N. Have you heard of them? Gay, Lesbian, Straight, Educational Network? No, I hadn't. Um what, that is one of – right now it's one of the biggest um, youth, um, lesbian, gay, and straight division that is helping the youth from being bullied. And they're, pass, they're helping pass laws to stop the bullying in schools. Okay, that that is a, a a good thing to have for the organization to do. Um, mm-hmm. Also, if anyone is getting bullied and you don't have an outreach within your local community, you can also go to glad.org. That's G-L-A-A-D dot O-R-G. Um, and you can reach out to a counselor there at GLAD. Um, they do have um, counselors either on staff or volunteer at the time. Um, and they will help you to cope and to deal with things. Um, now, you said you were currently on HRT yourself. Um, mm-hmm. How long have you been in transition? Well, I've actually been in transition off and on since I was about 17. Um, but I really didn't start until I was 26, 26, um, and to now because I was, um, I was just living partially and now I've lived full time. Um, and every, um, every therapist I've been to have actually said, you know, I can tell that this is. This is who you are. You know, it wasn't like I walk in there and then they go, no, 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 no. You know, they were, they knew right there. And the time frame I actually felt different was I started around eight years old. And then I started looking at sex change operations at age 10 and then and then when I got through I, I 
told my mom and my sister around 16 years old. But we didn't really, you know, at that time, my mom didn't have the job she was with before. And, of course, she was with American Airlines for 20 years, and she got laid off. So, you know, if she would have been there, still, I would have probably been able to get my surgery done because American Airlines supports um, our LGBT community. Okay. Um, I didn't know American Airlines did that, uh, but I'm glad to hear it. Uh, that, that is, that's my airline of choice personally. So, uh, uh, so you've, you've, so you grew up feeling different in a time when it wasn't as understood, you know, a, a lot like I did. I mean, you know, I grew up 70s, 80s, you know, oh, back yeah. then they didn't, they didn't really understand what was mm -hmm. going on. And they thought, you know, they very much thought it was, um, you know, you were mentally sick. It's just not that you were different. Um, Now, when you're out and about, do you ever get confronted or confrontational? Um, like, I, I know personally, like, if I go down to Walmart and I don't – I decide not to put any makeup on that day because I want my skin to breathe. <laughs> People, you know, I get the strange looks. I get the pictures. I get things like that, and that's usually when I get really, really upset. <laughs> I get has... that every once in a while, but how I cope with it, it's like I have a great support system. My my sister and my mom um, are very supportive. My brother, he's supportive, but he's he lives in a different state. And my nana, she's very supportive, but she lives in a different state as well. Um, but... For the most part, most people uh, see me as female. Um, now, like you said, occasionally, just occasionally, I'll get people, they'll just stare and you're like, you know, if you take a picture, it'll last longer. You know, you want to say it, but you don't want to be rude either, you know. So, um, <laughs> well, in, in this but, day and age, you know, you might end up somewhere you don't want to. Um, with camera phones and everything, like yeah. I know there's this there's a website that does a slideshow of strange people they see at Walmart. So, <laughs> and they've got some doozy of pictures there. Um, now, do you still get self conscious when you're out and about? Yes, like, sometimes I, I do. I know me personally, if I go to a restaurant and I hear a table making too much noise or too much laughter, I get a little bit mm -hmm. self-conscious. Yeah, I, I do get that as well. Um, but I think I, I believe that is in really all of all human. It's It's human, you know, that you feel that way because, you know. You could be really, really heavy, 
or you could be really, really skinny, and you walk into this this little restaurant, you know, or a big restaurant, and people just look at it, look at you and go, oh, that person's skinny. Look at how skinny she is. Or look how fat that person is. Or, hey, that, that girl looks like a guy. Or that guy looks like a girl, you know. And, you know, obviously you're going to tuck your head under. You're like, oh, you know. But then, but if you if you just let it ride, you know, and just be like, who cares? I don't care. You know, I'm happy. That's all that matters. Those people don't know me. They'll pro I'll probably never, ever see them again. That's how you have to see it. All right. And that's, that's at least the air that I put off about it. <laughs> um, that's one reason I started, you know, the webzine and the, the radio station is to, you know, kind of get some of the frustration out. Um, I know that's why I personally got as highly involved in the community as what I'm in. Um, now, you know, I lost. Uh, totally lost my train of thought. Um, what are your opinions on what's going on down in Florida right now? Um, I don't know if you saw that article or not where a um, group of children are trying to get a GSA organized, a, a gay-straight alliance organized in their school district, and their school board's blocking them at every turn. Oh, yeah. I read about that just a while back, too. Um, I think that is totally wrong because, um, you know, the gay-straight alliance, um, that group actually is – is a great group for them um, because it it gives a group of youth, it gets them together, and they can talk about all their differences and then also figure out, like, events, um, how to um, how to show the world that being different is a good thing as well, even as a youth. See, I have a lot of people that I know that are part of GSAs in different states, and they have told me they're such wonderful groups. You know, um, it gets it gets the child out of regular, normal society to a better, happy world for them. It's because. When they're sitting there in class and they know kids are making fun of them or they're going to walk right out into that hallway and get bullied, it's a scary thing, you know. But when you have a group like that, you know, everybody's helping one another. And also, it's not just that. They're also um, spreading the word to teachers, the principals, the um, board of administrators for these schools to let them know that, you know, 
that we should all be treated the same way. About Florida, it's it's wrong. They, I, I got really upset the other day about that. And I was like, no, no, they should not be doing that. They should allow that school system to do to get that GSA started. But unfortunately, um, you know, I believe at this point, the best thing for them to do would be go to um, either change.org or this other site. I can't remember. I have it, but it's for petitions. And if they get enough petitions, enough people to sign the petition, it should go through. And I, of course, I've signed many petitions and they have passed. Okay. Well, with Florida, they actually have the ACLU involved now, um, <clears throat> the American Civil Liberties Union, um, okay. to where last year they were able to get the GSA started, but then the school board mm-hmm. rewrote their guidelines for the the school organizations, and that's where they're blocking them now. But yet at the same time, um, other non secular, non curriculum organizations are meeting at the school um so and that's that was the latest i'd heard on that that the aclu is uh involved and they are contacting the school board and being like uh you need to stop this this has been proven before we'll take you back to court Uh, so (laughs) I, i i was just wondering what your thoughts on that were and um, tell us a little bit about um, CASA, the Court Appointed Special Advocates. What it was was um, I joined them after starting uh, my advocating. They sent me. Um, they sent me an invite, and so I. I um, they actually invited me because of what I was doing. I. And it's been so long, so I cannot remember exactly everything, but. Um, I believe they saw that I was actually. Um, helping people here in Facebook. Like I was motivating them. I um, stopped them from committing suicide, you know, and they saw that I was doing this and also I was um, advocating against the bullying and they saw that and they, and people from that um, campaign added me to that group of people. But of course, I can't really talk about that because I I cannot remember everything about it, and I do apologize about it. If if I could remember it, I would tell you. Okay. Um, let me take a look at the chat room here. Okay. All right. Now, is there anything else that you would like to tell us about yourself uh, before we get start wrapping up the show here? Well. Um, I guess really nothing at this moment. I mean, I, 
I guess I could say um, I did find out at um, 18 years old from an endocrinologist that I that I was born with an extra X chromosome, and which okay. is Kleinfelter syndrome. Right now, which variant of Kleinfelter's do you have? The 47XXY. Okay. So, not anything to. So you're you're, you're technically intersexed, but I, mm -hmm. let's see, 47, 47, 47. That one's escaping me at the moment. <laughs> uh, Let's just say this. Um, in May of 2012, I had surgery for an inguinal hernia. And the doctor that knew, I mean, the doctor that did it, she knew about my situation. And while she was in there repairing the hernia, she said... The first thing she said out of her mouth was, your ovaries, and then she goes, wait. And she said, the testes actually looked like ovaries because they were so small. Everything was so tiny. Okay. But she didn't see any organs. Okay. I know the higher you get on the scale, the more convoluted certain things become. Um, like, I, I believe it's Kleinfelter's 37. Those are the ones that are most commonly referred to as hermaphrodites, mm -hmm. where they've got the external plumbing for both both directions. And, um, like, I personally was born with Kleinfelter syndrome 42. Mm -hmm. It's one of the only ones that's able to have a child either way. So, um, okay. Now you do have a GoFundMe account, um, to try to get a little extra help with, uh, with getting the monies together for what you're doing as far as the advocating and possibly for you on further on down the road for your GRS. Um, mm -hmm. that link is up on the website. If anyone is interested in donating, um, and again, uh, this is Kelly, and I'm here with Whitney. Thank you for tuning in to Trans Talk this evening. Uh, this program will be up on the website in probably about an hour approximately uh, for your on-demand listening. And it will, of course, go through the rotation of, uh, of the station on a daily basis. Again, thank you for listening. And to all of our listeners, have a great night. And a Merry Christmas. Um, Trans Talk will be back. <clears throat> Excuse me. It will be back with a new show after the first of the year. Uh, we are taking the holiday off. <laughs>